live in the house of God. Amen. We should never take it for granted, never underestimate it, because this is a place that's going to preserve us. Everything else will be shaken, the whole world will We can always come here to the house of God. We'll always be standing, you know. We need it if we're going to make it. So I'm thankful for the place where we worship the Lord together.
wondering, I'm wondering if, if we can just bless the Lord. Yes. Amen. Let's just take a moment and bless His name. Amen.
Yeah.
I can have somebody pull all the faders down except for the number seven and the, the monitor volume. Well, thank you very much. Boy, if you feel the presence of the Lord in this place. Let's just take a moment. Let's just worship the Lord. is 
is moving and this thing is is going to open up for us and that there's there's more to you know what we can I actually see or try to understand right now so they're praying for us to pray for a move of God not a lot of things that we have been experiencing uh, a lot of churches a lot of churches are in a sense if I want to say it that way are envious because you know, we all need, everybody, the body of Christ needs revival. Amen. Amen. We need revival, we need to move with the Spirit. So I know uh, they feel the, you know, they, they feel, uh, uh, how could I say it, uh, encouragement from what is happening here. Yeah. And so let's not take it for granted. We know God is moving and God is on the move and God is good and <laughs> faithful. And uh, so that's something that we, we, we should always uh, be mindful of. With that being said, uh, all the younger generation can be dismissed to their Sunday school classes and those that are back there to assist, just only let those parents go back and nobody else. <coughs> Amen. And then the rest of you can remain in here. Good to see Sister Walker back. Amen. I know she went down to Florida and all that. Praise God. Good to see her back in service with us, worshiping the Lord as well as some of you. All some of you that are with us this morning. Praise God. The Lord is good. Something. I was talking to your brother, uh, Larry Johnstone. And uh, of course, you know, when you fellowship with people, you, you hear stories of, you know, how God is moving and how God is doing things, the work of God. And and uh, he was asking me about uh, Brother Hancock's Lakota name. So I explained it to him and he said, how was it that you came across that name? And I told him, I said, wow. I said, of course, when you know Brother Hancock, and you know his uh, ministry, you know he has a walk with God. And, uh, and, and if any of you have ever been able to sit down and fellowship with people that know him, when they begin to testify and, and share their testimonies about how God has used that man and, and the things that are evident in his ministry, it just blow your mind wide open. And, and to, to them, it's just, it's something. And, and so I said, with the person, I said, the one scripture, the one scripture that comes to mind about the New Testament ministry, the one scripture that comes to mind is the conversation that Nicodemus had with Jesus. And of course, Nicodemus obviously uh, realized certain things about Jesus and who he was, what was happening, and of course his knowledge of the scripture, and, and his, you know, the, the way he, he conversed with Jesus, he said that no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. In other words, this is, this is something that, you know, that obviously was noticeable in his ministry, and, and I, I think about that, and I, and, I, and I think about the place we stand as the 
ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and even the church as a whole, how God called us. And he said, ye shall be endued with power from on high. In my name, ye shall cast out devils, ye shall lay hands on the sick, and, and you will receive power, you will speak with new tongues, and all, and all this, all these things happening as a result of, you know, that, uh, of, the, of the working of, of the Holy Ghost in us. So, so I, 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 in, a, in a sense, I said, that man obviously has a walk with God. As we all have, or we all should. So I said, we, my, my dad was the one that came up with the name, Wakantaka Kichimani, walks with God. So that, that is basically what I feel that all of us need to, to have. If we have a walk with God, that is great. Amen. That is good. That should be something that we should all uh, pursue and that we should all, uh, amen, be, be involved in and, and all this. But uh, So that's kind of what I, I want to, to talk with you about this morning. So if you would turn your Bibles with me to the book of Psalms. And Psalms 56 is kind of where I'm starting out. Psalms 56. This, this thought was just been, uh, I guess, on my mind and I just figured I, you know, Lord, help us that we can understand what we have. And Psalm 56, 13. I, I guess I'll, I'll go back to verse number 12. I like what it says. Thy vows are upon me. Thy vows are upon me. O God, I will render praises unto thee. I, I like the way it says that. Thy vows are upon me. Amen. Now, he's obviously talking about the Lord's vows are upon us. And, and one thing about the Lord's vows, and, and I believe they're in connection with the promises that he's given us because that's his vows, his promises a covenant we've, we've made with him when we were baptized in Jesus' name and concerning us, he said I have I have wonderful thoughts towards you and, and wonderful things for you and, and so obviously God's vows are upon us he, he is willing to work in our lives he's willing to work He's willing to allow his, his, amen, his providence, if I want to say it that way, his, his goodness and his mercy and his grace and his long-suffering, we can go on and go on and go on, his love, to, to, amen, just be extended to you and I. So obviously, guess what? We're, we're definitely, we're blessed people. We're fortunate to be able to experience him and have the relationship that we have with him 
Okay, so thy vows are upon me. <clears throat> I will render praises unto thee. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Thou hast delivered my soul from death. And wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? Amen. Wilt thou not deliver my feet from falling? Two questions here. That I may walk before God in the light of the living? So two questions that have been posed here. Would you not keep my feet from falling? What would the answer be to that, anybody? Yes. If we are really, really, amen, in our heart, willing to really seek out the things of God, if that's that's what our mind, you know, where our mind is stayed upon Him. We really want to seek out the things of God. Guess what? If that's our desire, if that's a longing, if that's our hunger or thirst, guess what's going to happen? Our minds will be obviously overwhelmed and flooded with nothing but goodness, nothing but God. So as a result, if our minds are on Him, our minds won't, won't be on anything else. We, we won't have time to even think about failure. That's what encourages me. Praise God. I know there's only one thing that you and I can, you know, we, there's, there's, a, there's a goal we can achieve. There's a, there's a certain place in our life that we can live. We can be successful. We can be prosperous in the things of God. We can. He's never, he never called us to fail. But you know what? For some reason, we fail God, but yet, you know what he says? If, if, if a righteous man falls down seven times, let him stand up. All we can do is stand back up. But I, I really believe this, you know, we fail because, because it's not him, it's us. But in answer to that question, will he keep you from failing? Yes, he will. He will keep you from failing. Okay? And that I may walk before God in the light of the living. That I may walk before God. How many of you want to walk before God? How many of you want to have a walk with God? Yes. Something, isn't it? And, and, and when we think about that, you know, uh, go with me to Genesis chapter 17. And I think about what the Lord spoke to Abraham in Genesis 17. <clears throat> and uh, this is what he... This is what he spoke to Abraham. Let me get a seventeen one. And when Abraham, uh, I want you to notice something. 
You notice he, he doesn't say Abraham. He says Abraham. So obviously this is this was before this was before God had obviously changed his name. Now we say Abraham. We say Abraham, or you know, that's how we translate in English. But the correct translation of you say it should be Abraham. Abraham. We translate it Abraham. Did you know where that word comes from? Elohim. So in other words, when we come to a place where we we submit ourselves, we obey God, guess what happens? He puts his stamp upon us. Amen. We're called by his name, aren't we? So, so as we walk with him, because we walk with him, he shares, he shares everything, his name and everything that, that amen, is contained in his name with us. So Abraham became Abraham, or Abraham. Praise God. Why? Because he obeyed God. Because he obeyed God. That's amazing, isn't it? But look what he says to Abraham. He said, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So he said, walk before me. Now that's, that's kind of, when, when, when the Lord says, walk before me, he, he wants you to be in his sight. Amen. First off, of course, we're always in God's sight. Huh? He sees and hears and knows all things. We're always in his sight, but there's, there's a lot of people may be in his sight, but they're not walking before him. Huh? Here, here's the thing about being a child of God is that we have to walk before him. We used to walk other places, but because of our, amen, our uh, love for him and our obedience to him, guess what? We're not walking in other places. We're walking before him. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? He said, walk before me and be thou perfect. So when we, when we take and look and see what, what the Lord spoke to Abraham, and he said, walk before me and be thou perfect. Be perfect. Here comes that word again. We like to take it and say, wow, that means we can't make mistakes. <laughs> can't make a mistake. Now, again, I'm not making excuses for our humanity. I'm not concentrating on my humanity. I'm concentrating on my love for God. And so when he says, walk before me, be thou perfect, it's, it's not in a sense where, man, you know, we, we have to be so good at what we're doing. We can't make mistakes. That's not what he's saying. Huh? To him that thinketh he stand, take heed lest he fall. 
Huh? Yeah. We need to get rid of that spirit of, right. uh, how would you say, being uh, conceited. Holier yeah. huh? holier than thou. That's, what, that's the way we explain it. No, I don't think anybody can be holier than thou. They're just walking in error. The reason, the reason why I say that is because we need to be holy. We're not holy enough. Huh? So when we use that holy in the Tao, we're using it in the in the wrong context. Human mind just seems to take things and just and but to be like God, we need to be holy. For He is holy. Okay. So uh, I'm just I'm just kind of trying to get this to you. But that word perfect means this. It means to walk in integrity. To walk in integrity. Does anybody know what integrity means? Honesty is one of them. Keeping your word. What's the other part of integrity? Walking in honesty. Keeping your word. What's the other part? Going above and beyond. Anybody? There you go. Humility. Humility. When you have integrity, you're going to have all those things, but you're going to have humility too. We need to have humility. Huh? We need to have humility. Because that's going to keep us in a place with God that we need to be. Amen. How many of you know that you need God? Amen. I realize that every day I wake up, I need Him. I wouldn't be here without Him. Amen. So I wake up and I know I need yes. Him. So that's all part of integrity, okay? We have, we have to have integrity. Here's the other part of it. We have to walk before him with sincerity. Yes. Yes. Being yes. sincere in our relationship. Being sincere in our love. How many of you sincerely love your wife? Amen. How many of you sincerely love your husband? Amen. Huh? Amen. How many of you sincerely love God? Amen. Huh? How many of you sincerely love your children? How many of you sincerely love your mom and dad? See, that's that's the whole thing. Amen. To walk in sincerity, to be sincere. Okay? And here's the other part of it. To be undefiled. Okay, that's part of it. Undefiled. Uprightly. And somebody said, did somebody mention walking in truth? Okay, walking in truth. So that's what he meant when he spoke to Abraham. All these things. Amen. To, to what did he say? Uh, uh, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So that's what he's talking about. Being in a sense in that place of allowing yourself to, to walk with integrity. To walk in sincerity. To walk in humility. To walk undefiled. Uh, and to walk uprightly. To walk in truth. All these things. Humility. And he said, I will make my covenant between me and thee. I will make my, if you walk before me, I will make my covenant between me and thee. I will establish my covenant. Here's the good thing about this. Did you know that we're, when we've been baptized in Jesus' name, and we were filled with the Holy Ghost, there was a covenant made between us and God. Amen. There was a covenant made. And, and, uh, we, we need to understand about that covenant. Uh, uh, go, go with me to uh, Amos chapter 3. Uh, 
Amos chapter 3. I'll, I'll take a little detour here just momentarily. Speaking about the covenant. <clears throat> Hallelujah. In Amos chapter 3. And in verse number 3, it says, Can two walk together? Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can two walk together? That, that, that principle kind of pertains to us and God and us and everybody else. Can we walk together unless we be agreed? Guess what? He made a covenant with us. How many of you realize this? He made a covenant with us. Amen. So because he made a covenant with us, we didn't make a covenant with him, did we? He made a covenant with us. And here's the part of our covenant. This covenant is this. He made a covenant with us, so all we have to do is agree to his covenant. And you know what his covenant is? Is to live for him. Huh? Can we walk, can two walk together? Let's be, yes, we can. In other words, if I live for God, here's the thing. This is just kind of in a nutshell. If I live for God, God is going to take care of me. Is everybody listening to that? If I live for God, God is going to take care of me. That's what walking with God is all about. If we walk with Him, if we walk with Him, He's going to, He's going to take care of us. Wow. Wow. That is, that is so important. And uh, I, I'm going to put this in here. So if, if we walk with him, and we know he, if we walk with him, he's going to take care of us. Here, here's the part of that we need to understand. If that's the agreement, if that's the covenant, if we're, if we're going to walk with God and we walk before him, guess what? This walk is a walk of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. If we don't walk according to what we see or, or what we're looking at right now, we don't walk according to that. We walk by faith. Faith is believing. Faith is believing in the things you don't see as of yet. So we walk by faith. That's what, that's what the Lord spoke to Abraham. He said, Abraham, he said, uh, Abraham, I want you to leave your country and your, your, your kindred behind. I want you to go to a land that, that I'm going to, you know, and this is the thing. He didn't yet show it to him, but he said, I want you to go to a land that I'm going to promise you. Abraham didn't know where he's going. Here, here, you know, Abraham didn't have any idea where he was going, which direction he was headed. He said, okay, Lord, I'll walk before you. So obviously he wasn't walking by sight. He was walking by faith. Amen. Because part of us would say, well, I've got to see where I'm going. I've got to see what's there for me. It takes a lot to put your trust in God and say, okay, Lord, I'm putting my life in your hands. That's what Abraham did. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go where where I've never ever gone before. Hallelujah. Think about that. Psalm 143, verse number 8. This is important. This is important. 
as we as we go along in life, he said, "Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. Cause me to hear. For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know." The way that wherein I shall walk. Like I said, we walk by faith. Amen. And if we just by faith step out, guess what? We're going to find out how good God is to us. Okay? So he says, cause me to walk. Cause me to walk. Know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. So, so we see that. It's important for us to know that. Uh that we put our trust in God as he, amen, wants us to walk before him. How many of you realize this? How many of you realize this? It's not in us. We do not have the ability. We do not have the insight. We do not have uh, the judgment, when I say judgment, I'm talking about to be able to discern. Certain things and and even to, to walk before God, to walk before Him. Here's the thing. Let me let me clarify that. Let me be more specific of what I'm telling you about. Here's the thing. Uh, a lost soul doesn't know where it's going. <laughs> but a saved soul does. Okay? Does everybody understand that? <clears throat> a lost soul doesn't know where it's going. Doesn't have that ability to be able to, you know, put things together in their life. We try. How many of you have tried in your life? I know I did. I tried. I, I tried doing several things, numerous times. Found out it was all for nothing. <laughs> How many of you ever been down that road? Amen. So we don't have it. And, and, and if, if you go to Jeremiah uh, chapter 10, verse number 23, the, the prophet Jeremiah said, <clears throat> he said, Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It's not in ourselves. The way of man is not in ourselves. Oh man, I could take this several ways, I guess. It's not in ourselves. The way of man is not in us. We cannot, there's no way. There's no way. We can do what we want to do, but it's not, it's not going to be there. We're going to find out. It's not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So we understand that there's just no way. It's not in ourselves. You know, we need to we need to realize and understand we need to get out of the way. Because when we're in ourselves, how many of you are in yourselves? That's just getting quiet now. Because if you're in yourself, you're full of yourself. And we don't need to be full of ourselves. Because every time we're, we're there, guess what? We're, we're always going to end up lost. I always remember my brother 
my brother-in-law Delmer and I went down. We were we were whitewater rafting down, and I can't remember the river in in, in Oregon. And we went down. We we took a turn we shouldn't have took. They said, "Don't go down this way." But guess what we did? We went down that way. And boy, did we hit some pretty rough waters. All we were concerned about was keeping our beer inside that raft. <laughs> and uh, we had this other young man from us, his, his last name was Hill. He was from New York City. Of course, he almost had that, he had a Brooklyn accent, brother. Strong Brooklyn accent. And he was getting all, he was getting, he was starting to panic, he didn't know what to do. And then pretty soon, he got so mad at my brother-in-law and he said, you guys are Indians. You're not supposed to get lost. <laughs> well, we were lost for a lot of reasons. One thing, we were so full of alcohol, we didn't know which way was from, you know. Couldn't tell if we were going forwards or backwards, or left or right. We were lost. But that's what happens when you're when you're full of yourself, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost. And and you, you think about this, you think about it, and that's what he said. For the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to their sight. There's only one person that does. The Bible says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Huh? He's the beginning and the ending. Amen. <laughs> He's the Alpha and Omega. He, he, he knows the beginning to the ending. So if he, if he knows what, what, you know, from the beginning to the ending, I think we, we need to put our trust in him. Amen. So, so but here, here's the thing. This is probably one of my favorite ones. I have many favorite scripture verses, and this is probably one of my favorite ones. When it comes to understanding what it is to walk with God. In Psalms 37, 23, it says, The steps, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man, of a good man, are ordered by the Lord. So whatever God, whatever he directs us to do, guess what? The steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. And here's the other part of it. I love that. I love this whole piece of scripture here. I love all of it. Here's the first part of it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I'm glad that he's ordering my steps. What about you? Amen. I may not go very many places, but I'm glad I go where I go. Amen. Huh? Amen. Praise God. How many of you don't like making dry runs? Amen. When I set my heart to do something, if I have something to do, guess, guess what? My only concern is that I go and take care of whatever I need to do, turn around and come back. Amen. Huh? I don't want to deviate. I don't want to go off. I don't want to take too many detours because if you do, guess what's going to happen? You're going to end up in a place you shouldn't be. Amen. Huh? Amen. So I don't like making dry runs. I don't like going anywhere 
for nothing. You get what I mean? I just don't, I don't like that. Praise God. And I know sometimes, you know, I don't mean to pick on the ladies, but I know sometimes when they go and do certain things, I know they're a bit different than we are. Huh? We're, I think we're a little bit more direct in what we want to do. We want to go in and get business done and come right out, but ladies, guess what? They like to hang around. My dad, my dad noticed my impatience when Sister Betty and I were first married. He said, Son, I'll give you a word of advice. I said, what's that, Dad? He said, you like to hunt? Yep. He said, just think of it this way. When your wife goes shopping, it's almost like you when you go hunting. You, you don't want to, you, you go hunting, but you're looking for the right trophy. He said, that's the way it is with women. But I, I thought about that. Okay, I'll accept that. But why am I saying this? The steps of a righteous, or the steps of a good man, the steps of a good woman are ordered by the Lord. Here's the, here's the other part of it. And he delighted in his way. How many of you delight in the ways of God? How many of you are delight in the way that God wants to take you? How many of you are actually happy about that? Because there's sometimes when God tells us to go a certain direction, guess what? It's kind of, ooh, I don't know about that. Kind of a little bit difficult, but we're supposed to delight in it. I was trying to explain to my mom last weekend. That, yeah, was it last weekend we were there? And I was trying to explain to her, more than anything, mom, if it was up to me, if it was my will, I would be here. I would be on my little acreage there. I'd probably have my home there. I'd probably be there. My, my heart desires to be there around, you know, where I grew up and, and all that. I said, but you know what? I said, God called me to go to the North. More than anything, I would probably love to be back here, but God called me to go to Vermillion. That's why I'm there. I'm here because God called me here. I said, and I'll be there until he changes things. Amen. How many of you could accept the will of God in your life if God told you to move? Huh? Ooh, some of you have moved. 200 and some miles, some of you have moved. Why? Because you felt something. The voice of God spoke to you and said, hey, move to Vermeer. In a sense, you're walking before him. Huh? You're walking before him. It's amazing, isn't it? Don't, don't think light of it. Because when you can put yourself in a place where you know that it doesn't have anything to do with you and it and it, it's all it all is hinges on your faith and your obedience to him you're putting yourself in a place where you don't know you've never really experienced but you know god said hey if you go to this place i'm going to bless you that's something isn't it 
So there's actually a blessing in all this. There's a blessing in all this. So you think about that. So the, the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Proverbs chapter 20, verse number 24. Man's goings are of the Lord. Man's goings are of the Lord. Should be. I believe this. If you're a child of God, your going should be of the Lord. Huh? Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? If our going is of the Lord, how can we under how can a man understand his own way? Guess what? You know what the Bible says? Lean not to your own understanding. Huh? In all thy ways acknowledge him. That's what it says, isn't it? Proverbs. And he shall direct thy paths. So, so we understand when we walk with God, that's what's going to happen to us. God is going to, amen, he's going to point us the direction we should be going. And so, so when we walk with him, there's, there's certain things about our walk with God. Our walk with God. I remember Sister Sandra, when she was uh, battling with that cancer, Sister Betty and I were corresponding with her on Facebook and telling her, you know, we were praying for her, she's in our prayers. And Man, Sister Sandra, if any of you ever got to know Sister Sandra, if you knew her, that woman was a praying woman. And <clears throat> I, I think about uh, Brother Gerritsen. Where Brother Gerritsen, his walk with God, that it, it was just like every time somebody came in, and it didn't have to be uh, a member or a saint of God, a member of the church, even if a sinner came in off of the, you know, off the street and came into service, if somebody came into the service and somebody invited a person to service. Guess what? And that person would walk and Brother Gerritsen would look at them and the Lord would talk to him about them people. And, and Brother Gerritsen was using the word of knowledge. So he would just walk up to that person and he would tell them what was going on in their life. And that look on the face was like. I, I always loved the, the remarks they always said. Who told them about me? Nobody knew them. We didn't know what was going on in their life. That was a famous response in the reaction. Who told him about me? <laughs> Sister Sandra was of the same spirit. When you walked in and you walked in and, and, and you hung around her, you fellowship with her, she would pick up certain things. You know what you call that? Discerning the spirits. The word of knowledge. And she would hone in on certain things. And guess what? She would walk up to you and she would say, you know, Lord, show me something. And when she would tell you, people would just go, I mean, where could you go? You couldn't go anywhere. And you know what? She, every time, the Lord would hit the nail right on the head. And so, you know, Sister Betty and I, she was our spiritual mother. She was Brother Javier's wife. And I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times Sister Sandra would admonish us. 
she felt it on her heart, she would just let us know. I appreciate those kind of people. Huh? We all need those kind of people. Somebody that want to, you know, have something to tell us if it's, it's needful. Sometimes maybe it's not good. Sometimes maybe it's correction or reproof. But guess what? It's good that God has those kind of people in your life to let you know where you are. But I know I remember one thing she she said when we were told her, we said, Sister Sandra, we love you so much. We're praying for you. We were hoping for a miracle of healing, but obviously God didn't have that in his plans for her. But I remember one of the last things she said to us, and she said this, Brother Harold and Sister Betty, she said, I thank God that you are still walking in the truth. you are still walking in the truth. And when we when we talk about walking with God, go with me to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. When we talk about walking with God, walking with Him. So many Things in Scripture that help to help us to understand, and as far as our, our relationship and our walk with God. But look what he says in First John chapter two, verse number six. He says, "He, but whoso in verse number five, but whoso keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in Him. Huh? Whoso keepeth his word." In him verily is the love of God perfected. So if you keep his word, God's love is perfected in you. Amen. What did he say? If you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. If you really love the Lord, keep his commandments. Amen. Hereby know we that we are in him. That's how we know we are in him. And he said, he that saith he abideth in him. If we say we abide in him, you know what, saints? We need to abide in him. We need to abide in him. So it says, he that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. So if we abide in him, we should walk like he walked. Woo. I walk like Jesus. I was thinking about this. What 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 would be a good uh, title for this teaching? Walk the walk. Huh? Walk the walk. Or right, somebody somebody was trying to put it to a rap. A rap I don't get into rap. But. So if we if we walk, how, how if, if we ought to walk like him? So how, how would how would we walk like like Jesus? How would we walk like Jesus? Well, Colossians chapter 2, 
verse number six. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. As you have received him, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So when we talk about walking in Jesus, we ought to walk as he walked. When we talk about walking in Jesus, and like Paul said, as ye have received Jesus, as ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. How? How did you receive Jesus? Did you say, I accept him as my Lord and Savior? <laughs> huh? How did you receive Jesus? Huh? When you received him, guess what happened? You were filled. You were filled with his spirit. When you received him, the first thing, God's first contact with you was he filled you with the Holy Ghost. That was his first contact with you. So you received the Lord Jesus. So Paul says, as you have received the Lord Jesus, so walk ye in him. In other words, what's he saying? He's telling us to walk in what? Walk in his spirit. Walk in his spirit. Right. Woo. Well, if you read if you read Romans chapter 8, this is beautiful. <coughs> Excuse me. Romans chapter 8, and, and we talk about receiving the Lord Jesus and walking, walk, walking in him as we have received him. In, in, in other words, he's talking about we received him <coughs> when we were filled with the Holy Ghost. So we have to walk. We have to walk in the Spirit. Huh? Because that's how we receive Christ Jesus. Amen. That Holy Ghost. So you have to walk in the Spirit. Did you know that there's, obviously, you know, there, there's, 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 there's so many ways, but if you think about this, the Scripture teaches this. You could have two walks. You know that? You can walk two ways. You could either walk in the spirit or you could walk in the flesh. Huh? And, and in Romans chapter 1, he says, he says, look what he says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. You, you don't feel condemned. You don't feel guilty. Huh? Amen. You know, in, in a sense, we, we kind of need to learn how to understand when we feel conviction, when the Holy Ghost convicts us, it's because the Holy Ghost knows there's something that is just not right in us. So we feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost. We feel a need that we start to feel that. And you know what? You feel guilt. You feel shame. And you feel condemnation. How many of you have ever felt that? We feel that. And you feel unworthy. I feel unworthy. Why is it? But you know why? It's because you're not walking in the Spirit. Huh? 
Right. If you were walking in the spirit, you wouldn't feel that way. Because in the spirit, if you, the Bible says the kingdom of God, you know what? It's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you're walking in the spirit, you're going to feel peace. You're going to feel joy. You're going to, you're going to walk in righteousness and the love of God. You're going to feel that because what? You're in the spirit. You're in the spirit. So that's why Paul said that. Amen. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. You don't. You won't feel any anything like that. Amen. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. So when you walk after the spirit, you notice how. Look what it says. Pay attention to the words. Walk after. Yeah. Walk after. Everybody say walk after. Walk after. So in other words, if we're walking after the Spirit, obviously this means the Spirit leads us. Huh? The Spirit is leading us. The Spirit is, 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 is walking before us and it's leading us. So when we walk in the Spirit, I want you to understand something. If you walk in the Spirit, it's going to be because the Spirit is leading you. Huh? Is that understandable? And, 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 and if you read in verse number 14 of the same chapter, it says this in verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if we walk in the Spirit, we're going to be led by the Spirit. And, and, and when, we, when we're going to be led by the Spirit, we're going to be the sons of God. Why? Because we are following. Huh? We are following the Spirit. We are walking in the Spirit. I think about what the, what the Scripture says when the Apostle Paul was talking about this. Walking in the Spirit. In, in Romans chapter 6, which is the, the, the chapter on water baptism, he explains, you know, uh, dying out. And the old man, he uses that terminology, that language here tell us that the old person is dead. Now there's a new person alive. And guess what? If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, there's a new person walking in your shoes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Huh? Amen. So he talks about that. He says that in, in, in Romans chapter 6, verse number 4, he said, even so are, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. We should walk in newness. Guess what? Let me tell you something. If you walk in newness of life, you're going to experience abundance of life every day. Amen. You walk in the Spirit. Amen. It's not going to be the same. Amen. Woo. If you're living around, what did I preach last week? What is your spiritual address? Are you living on Crooked Avenue? Or are, you are you living on Straight Street? Huh? So if you... Uh, if, if, if you uh, try to understand where, where it is that, you know, living for God and, 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 and where we are as far as our life is concerned. Let me tell you something. We would save ourselves a lot of hardship if we walk in newness of life. Okay, because the Bible says that, therefore, if any man be in Christ, if he be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old things, guess what? They're history. 
Our past life is history. Amen. The way we walked is history. We're not walking down that street no more. Amen. We're not walking down Crooked Street no more. Amen. We're walking on Straight Street. Huh? So old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's what, that's what walking in newness of life is all about. Man, it just amazes me. In Galatians chapter 5, take a look at this, what he gives, this contrast. <clears throat> I wonder why it is, and, and maybe it's not so, maybe I'm just assuming, but, you know, could be possibility, but sometimes I don't think so. <laughs> I'm probably just confusing the heck out of you guys. <laughs> What, what, what am I talking about? This is, to me, when you take people to Galatians chapter 5, right away. I've never seen anybody say, oh, good. Woo! Let's talk about Galatians 5. It's always like, saying that God, you will never be tried or tempted. That's not what I'm saying. If you walk in the spirit, guess what? The lust of the flesh yeah. will be nothing to you. Yeah. So he says, and he goes on, and he talks about the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other. So you cannot do the things that ye would. But if you are led of the Spirit, verse number 18, everybody see that? But if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Guess what? You know what that means? If you're led of the Spirit, you're not judged. You don't have the law of God looming over your head. Huh? Why is it everybody, you, you know, here's the thing. You know, I've studied psychology. I know you get tired of me saying it, but the human mind thinks this way. When we're not in the place in our mind, in our spirit, where we should be, we always have this condemnation hanging over us. Even lost men. They all, and, and here's the thing. They always try to, they always try to measure up to certain, a certain standard and, and, and a certain uh, level of morality. So they always, and, and a lot of people like to use certain things that they philosophy or whatever. Some try to use the, the Bible. And here's the most, one of the most famous and famous and used uh, levels of, of moral uprightness, they use the Ten Commandments. And they, and they try, they try, oh, you know, try, try to attain to that, and I, and I do my best. But guess what? Why? Why is it they always fail? 
Y'all listening? Amen. Why is it they always fail? It's because they're not walking in the spirit. Amen. They're walking in the flesh. Amen. And they're trying to reach that. Amen. Amen. <coughs> so that's why I said if you are led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Guess what? The law is not going to judge you if you're led of the spirit. Why? Because if you're led of the spirit, you're going to fulfill righteousness. I'm just trying to help us because it seems like we live, our, our thinking is we live in a certain dimension, our certain yeah. realm. Our minds are so used to it. Yeah. And, and our minds just seem to dominate and dictate, you know, what we, how we think and even how we feel. Yeah. And, and we try to, we try to say, we try to measure up to, to that and we say, oh, that, that's my experience in God. No, 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 that's not your experience in God. Yeah. That's your experience in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the flesh is still stirring and moving. Like Paul said, the motions of sin are moving in your body. Yeah. Romans 7. Yeah. And so here we are, we're, we're trying to attain to that righteousness. We can't do it. I don't care how hard you try. I don't care how long you fast until your belly button falls off. <laughs> how much you pray, unless you walk in the Spirit, you're not going to attain. Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. Unless you walk in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Holy Ghost got you up this morning and the Holy Ghost said, go to church. Amen. So what did you do? Jumped up. Jumped in the shower. Huh? Got ready. Why? You're walking in the Spirit. Amen. You're walking in the Spirit. Today is Sunday school. Praise God. Today is fellowship with Him. Today is fellowship with God's people. Amen. Today we can, amen, hear the word. Praise amen. God. Amen. Walking in the spirit. Right. Amen. Ooh. So, there, here's the thing. Uh, if, I, if I go into a lot of detail, if I get really specific about this, we would probably be in this Bible study for the next few months. Amen. Because there's so much about this. People don't realize this. There's so much about this walking in the spirit. There's so much about the new life he's given us. But all we have to do right now, the only thing I can tell you, you don't have to, you don't have to quote the whole Bible. All you have to do is walk in the spirit and let the spirit work in your life. So when we walk in the spirit, this is what's going to happen to us. Well, uh, yeah, go, go with me to Third uh, John, the third gospel of John. I mean, the third epistle of John. I knew somebody was going to catch up. I was going to say chapter 3 too, but I... 
Somebody's listening. So I know this, there's going to be one person getting an A. Third John, verse number four. Uh, back up to verse number three. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee. Even as thou walkest in the truth. Woo. So if we walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. That's what Sister Sandra said to Sister Betty and I. I have no greater joy than that my children walk in the truth. That you're walking in the truth. Wow. So if you're walking in the spirit, you're going to walk in the truth. Amen. You know why? Because we have the spirit of truth in us. Amen. Amen. It's amazing when you meet people of like precious faith. Probably for the first time. And when they start to, when you start to share with one another, you start to talk and you ever notice that right away, it just seems like the scripture that comes out, you know already. You know, you, you, you just feel it because you know why you know why it is? It's the spirit. Amen. And, and you get all excited and go, yeah, yeah. And then you say something, they go, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why? Because we're walking in the spirit of truth. Amen. Uh, we, we rejoice because we're, we're walking in truth. We go, yeah, yeah. It's just like you're reading each other's mind. Huh? Why is it? Because we're in the truth. Praise God. And I, I don't say that to boast or be conceited, but I thank God we know the truth. I thank God we can come to a, a church and we can hear truth. We can talk about truth. Not in the sense we're going... truth some more. Yeah. Woo. We, we have some barn burners here. Huh? We do. We're blessed. We're blessed to have the liberty we have in the spirit. We're blessed to hear what we hear. Hallelujah. Like I said, I was, I was listening to Brother Aaron and Brother Dan. And man, I was just like, I'm glad somebody else is saying it. Are you listening to me? You think it's just pastor? No, it's not. It's, it's all the rest of the ministers of God. So that, so that you know, you can, the Spirit can confirm to you. And guess what? I don't say it to make you feel down. I say it to try to help you get up. And I'm sure these brethren do too. I try to help you to stand up. Walk in the truth. We might come out of service sometimes driving late. Holding yeah. <laughs> our arm, maybe our head. When we come back in the next service. I'm ready. Yep. Amen. I'm ready. Amen. 
praise God because we walk in the truth. Walk in the truth. Psalms 86, 11. He says, teach me thy way, O Lord. Teach me thy way. I will walk in thy truth. Teach me thy way. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Amazing. It's amazing how Lord Jesus we can come to a place in our in our walk with God we can look back at where God brought you from and you can say wow man I'm happy I made it this far. Amen. Hallelujah. Huh? Amen. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of events in our lives. We can, you know, we sometimes we reminisce. Sometimes we talk about it. We get we get done and we say, "Man, I'm so thankful." We can remember times when it got really really close and, and, and we got so close man the devil almost almost got us but man God brought us to because our for our love for him our love for the word our desire it got really hard it got really hard but thank God Thank God we got through that time. How many of you can remember certain times in your life? And you get through those hardships and you turn around and you look back and you say, Whew, boy, God has brought me a long ways. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. And along the way, I've learned a few lessons. In, in a sense, I, I, I really believe the Apostle Paul was trying to, you know, get the church at Philippi to, to understand that if you go to Philippians chapter uh, 3, and, and you read in verse number 16, it says, uh, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained. In other words, here's what he, basically, where he, this is what he's saying. We got where we are right now. We have already attained. We've made it this far. We've made it this far. How many of you are glad you've made it this far? Somebody mentioned, somebody mentioned, thank God we have a church to come to. We can come to a church and we can worship God. Thank God we have a place we can come to. Same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Amen. 
Guess what? We're all in this together. But if you ever look back at what he's saying, look what he's saying. What's he talking about in verse number 16? What's he talking about? Nevertheless, we're into, we have already attained. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Well, he's talking about this. He said in verse number 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Guess what? I've set my goal. Amen. I've set my goal. How many of you have set a goal? Uh, Guess what? I'm going to live for God. My goal is I'm going to make heaven my home. I'm going to, amen, make my calling and election sure. And I know that's my goal. That's my, I'm, I'm pressing toward that mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Woo! That's where I'm headed. I'm seeking it. I'm pursuing it. I want to apprehend it. You ever chase somebody down? You're trying to chase somebody down? You're trying to catch that person? Why? Because you want to apprehend them. You want to seize them. You want to grasp it. Guess what? That's how it is following Jesus. Wherever Jesus goes, guess what? We've got to go. Amen. It's like that song. We've got to move. We've got to move. When the Lord gets ready, we've got to move. Come on. Let's go. Let's, let's apprehend him. Amen. It's, a, it's a daily. It's a daily thing. Yes. Apprehending God. deals with us. When we get in that place where we start to get you know the old flesh tries to resurrect. Get a little sluggish there in the spirit. We just we just have to think about this. Hey come on. Let this mind be in you as it was in Christ Jesus. Huh? Mm-hmm. Come on. Amen. Amen. So that's how we have to walk. Let us let us walk by the same rule. What rule is that? Hey, I'm going to make heaven my home. That is my desire. That is my longing. I'm going to make heaven my home. We're all walking together. Amen. In rank and file, we're walking together. Amen. Somebody slips and falls down, guess what? Amen. Pick them up. There's a beautiful song Sister Darla Marshall used to sing. I don't know if any of you have heard this. 
don't let another wounded soldier die. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that? Boy, that's a beautiful song. Don't let another wounded soldier die. You know what happens amongst the apostolic ranks? Of course, not, they're all not like that, but somebody falls, guess what happens? We turn around. Yep. Kick him on. to worry about. That's right. You, you, you can't afford to do that. You know what you need to do? You need to go help them up. Why? Because you're in need too. That's, that's love. That's love. I don't, you know, we shouldn't look at faults we should look at potential. Amen. We should we should look at what God is able to do. Because we're in the same position. We're in the same place. I need God just as much as any one of you need God. And I, you know what? Can't walk this walk alone. Walking with somebody Walking with somebody. Here's the thing about walking with God. Ephesians 5.15. I'm almost out of time, but I'll just keep going. I'll use it in my time. Ephesians 5.15, it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise. Pay close attention. Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but wise. Somebody says, what does that mean, circumspectly? It means walking exact. Mm -hmm. Walking diligently. A few years back, we went up to the Black Hills, and my, my son and I, Zahai, I went to make that trek up... Uh, uh, Harney Peak. And uh, of course, Sister Betty couldn't come. She had to stay down by the lake, by Sylvan Lake. So, so Zai said, I'll go with you, Dad. I said, okay. Of course, he's in a lot better shape than I was. He'd take off and he'd start walking. He'd pass me up. Here I am. As you go, you just, you're going and, and you can feel as you're walking, guess what? You're, you're going up. In altitude, you can feel it because your body can feel it. So I had to stop every now and then. And then Zahai is just walking around like like nothing. Come back, are you okay, Dad? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just taking in the scenery. As soon as he walks around the corner. But I noticed something when you when you when you got to get a little closer in the incline and start to, you know, the the degree of, of the incline was starting to get a little bit more steeper and, and the road, the, 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 the path was starting to get a little bit more narrower and even a little bit more rocky. So guess what you had to do? You couldn't just look around and walk. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, this is easy to walk in here. There's, there's, there's no obstructions here. We could walk in here. You won't stumble over it. But when you get up, Side that, that path, guess what? You have to watch where you put your feet. 
You know why? Because you might step on a sharp rock, or you might step in a hole. So you have to what? You have to walk with purpose. You have to put your feet. That's what he means by circumspectly. Know where you're gonna put your next step. Know where how you're gonna walk. You're gonna, you're gonna watch where you're going. How many of you ever watch where you're going? Amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. You've got to watch where you're going. Amen. Don't just walk aimlessly. Amen. Don't just walk with no direction in your life. Know where you're going. Hey, know your walk. Amen. That's what he means, circumspectly. Exactly. Know where you, you know what Jesus said to Moses? He said, the ground where you stand is holy ground. Take your shoes off. I guarantee you, if you took your shoes off on mountainous terrain, guess what? When you walk down that mountain, you walk, you watch where you put your feet. Kind of reminds me when we baptized uh, Morris, first place we went to, man, rocks in that lake, stepped in, and woo, woo. My, my, my soles and my feet are really tender. So Russ said, oh, we got to go to another place. We, 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 we got up on top and we looked down and I wasn't standing too far from a pretty good drop off. <laughs> I would have stepped off and went, woo! Wow. He said, no, we're going to go to a different place. So we did. But when we walked, we found a place where I could, it was just like sand all the way out there. I could walk on it real with ease. Sometimes it gets that way you know, walk with God. But I'm just saying, walk circumspectly. In, in the same chapter, in the same chapter, in, in, in verse number, uh, uh, chapter 5, in verse number 2, he said, uh, <clears throat> Be therefore followers, in verse number 1, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love. As Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. So walk in love. He said to walk in love. Then in verse number 8, he says this, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So walk in love and walk in light. Man. You think about that. You think about that. Because that's how God wants us to walk. He wants us to walk in that fashion. We'll stop there for this morning. Thank you for your attendance. And praise God, your presence here. Lord bless you. Have a good day. Remember prayer at 6, service at 6.30.